0: What's up,
1: homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica.
0: And I'm Roshane.
1: Who is drinking triple sec on ice.
0: You're damn right I am. (laughs) Because I ain't had nothing better. And you know what, Erica? I, I respect you for being honest, but also shame on you for putting me on blast on this, the day of our birth.
1: The funny thing is, I wouldn't have even said anything, but you made it such a big deal before we started recording that I had to say something.
0: Wow. I'm going to lie? Why?
1: You want me to lie to the homies on the day of our birth?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did want you to lie to the homies on the day of our birth.
1: I just want them to know. I don't know what's going to happen later on in the episode, and I want them to know where we started.
0: Look, if you can't tell, Erica's been drinking and that's
1: that's why would you that's disrespectful to say it like that why would you say it like that why are we coming in with this kind if you can't tell <laughs> if you can't tell erica is slurring her words she's a mess <laughs> she's been drinking <laughs> why would you put me on blast like that we didn't we
0: have to go here you were dead set on coming in this direction and i was just following along on the route that's all that's all
1: so, yeah, maybe I was trying to cover my tracks. Maybe I was trying to point the finger <laughs> at you by saying "Rochaine is drinking. I wasn't going to say anything about my drinks <laughs> because they happened previously. Mm-hmm. They happened earlier in the evening. But the fact of the matter is it's a celebration, homies. It is. It is. We're drinking because we're excited because we're three years old. I, I, on the day of recording, we're three years old.
0: True. True, on this day. So we're
1: drinking alcohol (laughs) because we're toddlers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the legal drinking age, right? Three years old.
1: Yeah, in 2023 it is. Times are changing. Things are different. Life is hard. We're lowering the drinking age. But Homies of Horror, three years. We have been podcasting. If you guys look back, scroll all the way back on our episodes. Our very first batch of episodes came out on August 9th, 2020.
0: Crazy. What a, honestly, what a ride. 3 years. It it has felt like longer, I'm not going to lie. Like I kind of feel like we've been doing this forever, but still, the fact that we've made it 3 years is kind of intense. Like in the best in the best right. possible way.
1: Because if you think about it, 3 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Like just <sighs> logistically, 3 years is a pretty good amount of time you say three years for anything and people think damn you've been in that for a while three years at a job three years in a relationship three year old child you think okay that's been that's been doing that for a long time Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever that thing is it's been doing it for a long time but at the same time in the grand scheme of things three years is simply a drop in the bucket. And I think you're right in saying it feels like much longer than that. But at the same time, yeah, three years sounds right. Like, in my head, when I think of it, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that we've been doing this for three years. But I just think that because we've been doing it for so long, it feels so ingrained in my schedule. And I know exactly where my Wednesdays and my Mondays, what I'm going to be doing those days that it feels like I've been having those as part of my schedule for however many years. True,
0: and we're also a weekly podcast too. So I do think that that feeds into it a little bit where it's like, there there have been very few weeks in the past three years where this podcast has not been like on the forefront of my brain. And like, I don't wanna speak for you as well, but I feel like it's probably like a similar thing where it's just like every single week is kind of podcast week. Um, Yeah, and it's been fun. It's been a great experience. But I think those things combined, make it feel like we've been like churning these out, which, in a way we have like we I don't know our exact number count as of this episode. But like, you know, we're well past 100 episodes. (laughs) Erica's conveniently looking it up right now. Uh, I do think it's pretty amazing that we've been able to keep up this pace for so long. And still, this shot what I think are quality episodes. Like, I still really love every single episode that we drop. I love editing every episode that we drop. I feel like the energy has only gotten better, solidified Mm -hmm. more. And uh, yeah, I I still feel good about it this deep into it.
1: Yes. Hopping back on something you said, we have, this will be... On Apple Podcasts, it says Talk to Me was our 168th episode. However, I do declare that this is actually our 168th episode because I do think that Apple Podcasts also counts episodes that might not be up anymore. Mm-hmm. So regardless, we're approaching 170 fairly soon, um, which means we're 30 episodes away from 200. Wild. Who would have quick, quick math. <laughs> Super can't quick math. You believe, can you believe it? Can you believe I rattled it off the top of the dome?
0: Yeah, right? Nah, I I'm, can't. I, I believe in it. I believe in you, you and your quick maths.
1: Thank you so much. But that being said, going back and looking at past episodes, we realized it's been a while since we've done just a What's Up Homies episode, mm-hmm. which for anyone who hasn't listened to those, our very first episode was a What's Up Homies. And then we did another What's Up Homies, um, Homies Revenge in 2021, which we did prior to our second season launching, which lol i don't think we even do seasons anymore i think that was something that we thought we needed to do this is still technically our second season Mm -hmm. uh i don't know when we're supposed to stop that because i don't know when we stopped our first season um the infinite season but our what's up homies episodes are basically just check-ins casual conversation Every single one of our episodes has a theme or has a movie that we are covering. And so there's not a ton of time that we devote to just Mm chit-chatting. We will meander every once in a while, but every meander gets back online and gets back to the topic at hand. So What's Up Homies is a a chance for us to just kind of like... Be be homies, be bullshitting, be Roshane and Erica. And it's been a while since we've done one. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed like the perfect time with our birthday and a bunch of other celebrations that have recently happened and that will be coming up. It just seemed like a great time to check in and have another casual chit chat. So I am lovingly calling this What's Up Homies 3, Season of the Homies.
0: Ooh. I like it. I like it. Very well done.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, it took me a while to figure <laughs> out <laughs> what the little uh, the tag into
0: that would the be.
1: like co name. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's called. The sub subheader was gonna be.
0: Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, yeah, I don't know what that word is. Either. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> really trying spelled. to think of it. I was like, what is it? What what is that word? Yeah. Um, or like not our surname, but anyway, that's yeah. B- Who cares? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the important thing is, like, uh, we did want to do a little bit of a check-in because, um, you know, we've discussed this, but since the last What's Up Homies, uh, we've made a lot more homies, and, like, there are a lot more listeners to the podcast now. We have a lot more active people in our communities, whether that's on our social medias, or in our Discord, or what have you, and there are just more of you guys now, Um, and we want to say hello. Like, we don't often get a chance to do this, so... Um, with all the celebrations, the birthday, plus all the things happening within the industry, it just kind of makes sense to do Mm -hmm. this kind of an episode now.
1: Yeah. And I always look forward to them. Like, they're few and far between, but I am always excited to, I I guess, give you guys just a a deeper glimpse into our brains. Like, Mm -hmm. pick our brains just a little bit more. See what gets us ticking. See our origin stories a little bit more. I just think that that's always fun because I love seeing that with other people, right? um, whether it be on vlogs or on podcast episodes. I love hearing more about people's personal lives. Um, So I don't know. I always think it's fun when we give a little open the door, just a creak, just ah, so you guys can see a little bit into it before we close it again. Um, Also, speaking of celebrations. If you guys are listening to this on the day that it comes out, that means that it's Monday. And that means that today and today only on Twitch, we are having a 12-hour stream mm-hmm. um, in celebration of a bunch of milestones that we've hit and just haven't had a chance to fully celebrate yet. We're doing it all today on stream. We will be playing games, Um chit-chatting with the homies, doing giveaways, probably drinking, et cetera, et cetera. And we would love to see you come through and say hello. So if you um, are able to, like I said, 12 hours, we will be doing it from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. P.S.T. or t- noon to midnight mountain time for me Mm -hmm. um so even if you guys are only able to come in for a a couple of minutes just to say hello we would love to see you um but also yeah we'll be there for 12 hours so Mm -hmm. like no rush if you can come in later that day if you can come in early that morning yeah we are just excited to to hang out with as many of you as possible so yeah come through
0: yeah especially if you haven't had a chance to see us on stream or see us live Today is a great day to do that. We're going to be doing the full gambit of all the things that we mm-hmm. typically do. Um, so, if you want a little bit of an introduction to what our streams are like, it's the perfect time. Um, but yeah, we hope to see as many of you guys there as possible. Uh, it's going to be really fun. We're probably having a blast right now. You're probably listening yeah. to this, and we're probably having the time of our lives. Yeah. Uh, so, we're don't miss that. Come yucking
1: through. it up right now, <laughs> or screaming right or now, screaming, depending on what game fighting we're fighting for our lives. <laughs> I'm probably running into a wall because I'm mashing (laughs) every button that I can possibly mash. Hey, you have gotten
0: better. You you stop. You stop. Yes, you have gotten significantly better. I think one of the biggest takeaways, actually, just jumping into things over these past three years is via the streams, Erica has become so much more of a gamer than I feel like she was at the beginning. And I'm very proud. I'm going to say that right now. I'm very proud of your Your progress. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. I just think it's one of those things where old habits die hard. Mm -hmm. And that is one habit that I just cannot seem to break myself out of. I will say, I think I've gotten much better at being a little bit more proactive about just running into the room and exploring whether you're there or not, (laughs) whether you're there to accompany me or not. I think I've gotten a little bit better at that. My reaction to stress. However, I'm still working on that. Because it really is my default is to press all of the buttons, which <laughs> usually causes me to be killed because I will be running into the wall while simultaneously looking up at the ceiling, while also turning my flashlight off and on, and it causes me to get killed. But I have yet to break out of that. Like and I don't know <laughs> when that's going to happen because it's been years of that. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to get past that, unfortunately, but I will say I've gotten I think what it is is I've just gotten lucky. I do have a couple more tricks in my bag than I think I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. So I think I do have a few extra things that I can throw in there even when that happens and I don't just give up in the same way that I used to give up when I would run into the wall and just say, take me. <laughs> I think I, I think I actually try a little bit more this time.
0: Okay, I'll take that. I, I do think you've adopted a little bit of the gamer uh, stubbornness, where it's like at some point the, the, the challenge—it's more just about like I need to beat you, and less about like how scary or challenging this thing is. Like I feel right. like you're, you've adopted that a little bit more. Um, but I will say, I, I hope we don't fully ever lose. Um, some of the Erica reactions to some of the games that we play because one, they make for great content and two, they're just so pure. I I don't think you'll ever
1: have to worry about that. That's another (laughs) thing is I I used to, when we first started, I was using a different setup or mic or I can't remember if my mic was different. Maybe my interface was different. Mm -hmm. I was doing something a little bit differently so you used to be able to hear me screaming in high definition, <laughs> it's like headphone warning, sorry, RIP to your eardrums. I will say now my <laughs> mic cuts out, which is unfortunate because you can't always hear what I'm saying, but also upon rewatch just does make a Make for a very fun rewatch because it's just <laughs> me in silence, just freaking out about it. something. Um, but you can't hear what I'm saying at all, which honestly, for me and my pride, is probably better <laughs> than if you could hear every single thing that I was saying.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but all right, so for this episode, uh, again, we're just kind of chit chatting, getting to let you guys know us a little bit more. But we did prepare a couple questions for each other. Hmm. Um, just to kind of guide the conversation a little bit. And I'm actually, I'm kind of curious also to see what kind of questions you decide to come up with. Because in the past, we've had episodes where we've had you guys ask us questions. But I don't think we've gotten to grill each other on an episode before. So that I'm kind of curious about.
1: Right. And I also, we didn't ever really put any parameters on these questions. No, we did not. (laughs) As far as what types of questions they could be. I think in our text, we were just like, yeah, prepare some questions. Okay. And so I'm interested to see what kinds of stuff we, what, (laughs) what like ways we lean, both of us lean just naturally.
0: Okay. Well then, can I ask you, Erica, um, what are some of your questions?
1: Okay. So this first question I was thinking about earlier because I was thinking about this post- Midsummer. Okay. So when we went to Midsummer, um, we went to a panel mm-hmm. for people of color in horror. Mm-hmm. That was what the panel was about. And one of the questions that got asked was whether stereotypes and tropes were necessary for horror films. Mm. And, but of course, in that regard, they were speaking specifically towards like those tropes that we all know that are specific to race. But it got me thinking after that question of what are like some horror cliches and tropes and stereotypes that I'm tired of seeing and what ones that I love? Mm -hmm. Because there are some that I just don't get tired of. Like I expect them in a horror movie and I kind of love them in a horror movie. But there are some that I, oh my God, if I see it one more time, I'm sick. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I'm sick of it. And I was wondering what yours are because I feel like we get the gist of it sometimes when we talk in movies like we'll say, "Oh, I'm so sick of seeing this thing." But I've never definitively known like, "Oh, these are Ro- these these give Rochelle the ick." You know what I mean? Like right. I've never known what what it or if you're Chelsea from Spook- Spooky Tuesday, they give you the yuck. the yuck. That's something we're trying to start, <laughs> the yuck. Um I've never known exactly what tropes and cliches and horror do that for you. So I would like to know what are some of your least favorite? What are some that you're hoping we leave mm-hmm. in the past? And what are some that you're like, never stop these? I fucking love it. It brings me joy every time I see it. Like, keep it going.
0: Okay. You know, even while we were there on the panel, I was like, that is a hard question. And in yeah. this moment, it is still a bit of a hard question. Because um, I will if, say.
1: I was going to say, if you need some time too, I have some of mine that I can also throw
0: out. Okay. I mean, yeah, let me hear a couple of yours. Cause like to to be fair, I'm in a weird spot because I think, oddly enough, since starting the podcast to now, I've actually gotten a bit more lenient and Okay. Um, I, I feel like I care a little bit less about tropes. Like they don't bother me as much as they mm-hmm. maybe did when we first start. But maybe hearing you talk about what gives you the ick slash yuck will spark something
1: okay i have one that's number one okay sick of this it's and it's because i saw it so recently and it just reignited the anger that i had for it and it's the i don't believe you spouse like mm. i am so 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 yeah tired oh my feet are tired (laughs) of walking through these films with a spouse or like a partner who just downright refuses to believe that anything could be happening and is so quick to shut down our main character Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where I feel like I always was tired of it and it's just gotten worse and worse over time because i do feel like there are better ways of handling that i do think that there are better ways of creating a character who maybe is not privy to what's going on or doesn't get to see what's going on but doesn't just shut it immediately down Mm -hmm. and it it's just so frustrating because i think Part of me feels like they do that because they want us to be on the protagonist side and think, oh, man, isn't this such a shitty guy? But at the same time, I'm like, does everybody's partner have to be so fucking shitty? Like, can they not just be a little naive or like a little bit in the dark without being Gaslight McGee? Right. Like. I don't think it has to be that bad.
0: <laughs> I no nah, I agree with you there. That that's one that I think we could see go. And if not fully go, at least change a little bit where like give us better reasons for why their spouse doesn't believe rather than just yeah. like, "Oh, I'm stubborn and I don't want to hear it." Like Right. Add that into their character. Put that in their backstory like something that makes them specifically adverse to the idea of believing their spouse. So that it's at least integrated story-wise and not just like a character trait that for however many years of marriage they just didn't realize their partner had.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, so y'all been married for how long? Y'all been together for how long? And They've been like this, they just been not shit the whole time. <laughs> or maybe or they have especially it especially pisses me off when they're seemingly a very good partner. Right. And then when things start going wrong, all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I hear nothing, I see nothing. That really is a question mark for me, because I think, but why? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're seemingly good in all other regards of this relationship, but now that it's like shit is being thrown off the walls. Like, she, your wife is hallucinating and she just tried to jump off of the roof of the house. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, I don't know if we can be together anymore. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> it, just, it just irritates me so much. I'm that That is one trope that I think I would be so okay. I would almost prefer, like, just make them single if that's going to be an issue. Yeah. If you don't know how to make it where they... They're in a couple and they can't you don't know how either have them be single, have the person live outside of the house or just have them believe them to a degree, you know, have them not see it. But be like, hey, I'm here for you. And maybe they can't explain it. I don't care. Yeah. But just don't make it so that it, when you get to a point where literally the ghost is twerking on the husband and he's like, I don't get <laughs> what's with you. I don't see what's going on. Like, <laughs> that's when I starts pissing me off. That is an ick for me. However, a trope that I have come to not mind in horror is the um, I've fallen and I can't get up. Cliche.
0: Really? I don't mind it anymore.
1: Look, as someone who has gets weak in the knees when I get chased, I, can't, I simply cannot fault people for their legs giving out. Because I would be that. and what, And how embarrassed would I be? To have someone else talking about me and how my legs gave out <laughs> when it's just a, it's just happened. Sometimes it happens when you're scared.
0: Okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that one. Um, <laughs> you know, I did think of one actually for the ick category. Okay. And it's one that I think I brought up before, but I would totally be okay with us getting rid of the character looks into a mirror. There is nothing there, mm. opens that mirror or what have you, and then when they close it again, there is suddenly a jump scare. I am yeah. so tired of it. You can see it coming every single time. That has been played out since the early 2000s, and I think we're better than that now.
1: That's fair. I I think it's so hard, to nowadays to make that Successful
0: mm-hmm.
1: because everybody's expecting it. You can subvert that expectation mm-hmm. and you can say, ah, I bet you thought there's going to be somebody here. Don't you look like an idiot? And then not have someone be there. That's, I feel like that's where we've gotten now. We've almost made a full like Circle where a little bit
0: more self aware. Yeah. Have you.
1: Where now they're starting to do that thing where there's nothing in the mirror because it just got done to death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I mean, it was so good for a while.
0: For, for a while. and I'll say for the other side I don't know how much of a trope this is or more just a thing that happens in at least the horror movies that I like to watch Um, Mm. but I would like to see more villains slash antagonists have injuries long lasting wounds or be Mm. clumsy Um, because I think that's something that a couple franchises do play with like Scream comes to mind a lot for like the clumsiness um but humanizing the villains a bit more um i'm kind of here for that cuz i like the idea of just like they're not always perfect in their executions yeah
1: but uh, going spinning off of that too i think something that i would like to see more as well that i like but i don't see enough is our final girl or final guy having serious injuries like I'm I I I get tired of them skating by with minimal cuts, bruises, what have you. Mm-hmm. And then be I I do feel like as time goes on, we are starting to see that more where the violence is being upped. And it doesn't even necessarily need to it's not like I need more gore or more violence, but I do find it a little bit hard to like when everybody around them is getting the shit kicked out of them. And they're coming away with like a cut on just the brow. Just
0: pristine. Yeah I feel that.
1: Just glistening. Just Maybe she's born with it. I, I just feel like we could stand to see a little bit more rough rough and rumble on our final characters. Because I do think if you're going to say oh it's a battle. Like let it be a battle. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see that they went through some shit to get to the end. True. That is something that I do think we are actually improving on, mm-hmm. but I would love to see more of that.
0: And also going down that route too, I would like to see more final guys slash girls lose in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, th- I don't want that to become like the norm by any means, because like I think that's a- something that could very easily become a very tired trope. But I think just mm-hmm. a surprise ending where our final guy or girl doesn't make it. Um, I, I think we're at a point where that would resonate and depending on what the villain is, uh, it could be really cool. I think we kind of recently saw that a little bit with one of our recent episodes. I won't spoil which one it is, but like, (laughs) we kind of saw some of that idea. Um, it wasn't directly against one particular antagonist but like you get what I'm saying where it's like the character that you think is going to win at the end doesn't and then where do we go from there? I think sometimes that can be a very strong ending that we still have room to explore.
1: You know, I love a happy ending but if the story is good enough that it serves a bleak ending I'm cool with that. Like I, I would be okay with that if you have given me the build up for it. Now that's not to say that Keep on giving me those happy endings because I do I do feel like we are getting back into that that point, though, where we get a happy ending question mark and then we get an end stinger. I feel like we're starting to get back into that realm, Mm
0: -hmm. which I
1: also am not opposed to. I'm not opposed to that at all. I I don't mind an end stinger as long as that if you were gonna sting then that shit better hurt like don't <laughs> give me just like a oh isn't that maybe we'll do a sequel like I like at least make it good.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, now I have a question for you. Okay. Um, this one's a little bit more vanilla, but I am kind of curious. Uh, what has been your favorite part of doing the podcast so far?
1: Oh. Honestly, okay. Well, I have a couple.
0: Okay. We got time. For... <laughs>
1: we've got the time. Talk. Firstly, I've really enjoyed meeting all the people that we've met through mm-hmm. the podcast who guaranteed I would have never met if we were not doing this because I I just don't think my social media and like my reach and the way that I want to navigate it. Is very small. And I think because the doing homies has forced me, I think, to open that up a bit more. But even now, I still get in these ruts where I just don't post or I don't know what to post. But even still, I think by doing that, I've met a community and we've met a community that I wouldn't have stumbled in just organically mm-hmm. and I think through that and even through like streaming which is something I guaranteed yeah <laughs> I would have never streamed twitch is something I would have never touched mm-hmm. if it was not for this and through that I've met all of these friends that I have so much in common with I have so much fun talking to and I love that I've been able to make friends through this that I wouldn't have in my bubble prior to mm-hmm. doing this. Because I definitely feel like I was like very much in <laughs> in in a certain regard where I never met people in this way. Yeah. Um, everybody that I knew was people that I knew in real life.
0: Yeah, like and... meeting people organically online is strange. Like it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's, it's normalized I think n- more so now, but it's still just kind of weird to be like, Hey stranger on the internet and then just form an actual genuine connection through that. Like,
1: yeah,
0: it's kind of a foreign concept, especially for like, cause I feel like both of us are similar in that way where it's like we have our, our groups um, online, but I feel like both of us are kind of more on the private side when it comes to like social media where mm-hmm. it's like doing something like this does kind of force you to open up and meet more people that you might not have interacted with otherwise.
1: It's different, but it makes so much sense. And it's one of those things where I love it, but I also get kind of frustrated about it sometimes because I'm just like, oh, I wish I I wish we all lived in the same place and like mm-hmm. we'd hang out. That's the one thing about when I visit L.A. is and see all of our friends that I'm just um. I go, Oh, I wish I lived in LA, we miss but, you. but at the same time, I have to be very realistic with myself <laughs> because I feel like these are moments in time when I'm mm-hmm. on vacation. I'm People are very adamant about seeing me, but if I was always around them, I don't think it would be quite the same because pe- we're adults. Like we have lives, we have yeah. schedules, we are busy. And it's just different when it's just normal day-to-day life. And I have to be very, very realistic with that. And that if I move back to LA, it's not like I'd be going out drinking with my friends every single day. Every like, single night, yeah. That's vacation, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> that's not realistic. Like,
0: Who can throw down, by the way, uh, to oh, an new listeners. Oh, she'll throw down.
1: <laughs> vacation, Erica, is, she'll throw down. But <laughs> she'll go back home and think, all right, I can't do that anymore <laughs> and I can't live that life anymore. And it's kind of the same way I feel like with this is I I get in these modes where I'm thinking, oh, I just wish we all lived in the same place and we could talk about horror movies all the time and have horror movie nights. But at the same time, it's like we kind of don't need to do that because in a way we do that already. I, yeah. I feel like especially another thing that I love about the podcast is watching movies, knowing that if nothing else, at least – I will be watching a horror movie for this once a week and that doesn't sound like a lot and it's not but I do get in these modes once again where like horror for me is a comfort and it is a default for me. I will throw a horror movie on as much as I possibly can and I will enjoy that or I'll throw a horror TV show on and I will have that on in the background and that's great but I feel like when life gets really overwhelming and really hard, I have certain things that I default back to where I'm like, this is all I'm watching for Mm -hmm. the next month. All I'm watching is like sister, sister, or all I'm watching (laughs) is, is uh, so weird. I have these very specific shows where I get so wrapped up in them. And I think I'm going to just watch this all day long until I feel better Mm -hmm. And when I do that, sometimes horror falls to the wayside. And I feel like it's so nice to have this where I know I will be watching a horror movie. I will be talking about it and I will still be scratching that itch. And it almost forces me to do that even in times where I'm not totally focused on doing that. Because it does like bring me joy in a different way. Okay. And I feel like I forget that sometimes when I get in those moods. When I get in those moods where I'm like, I just need to be like cuddled in comfort or whatever. And I get in those very specific moods. I feel like sometimes I let certain things fall to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to be like, okay, no, like watching watching someone be. (laughs)
0: <laughs> don't say it no I mean, we all know what you're gonna say Watching- watch somebody get brutalized sometimes yeah. it brings a little bit of joy also to your day
1: It kind of tickles me <laughs> like it just kind of tickles me as well and i and i always especially too i feel like now that we've done what we've done where it's like okay i pick one you pick one mm-hmm. because i also think that that's opening me up to other genres where okay i don't always have to watch like someone get hack and Mm slash sometimes i can watch a different horror movie and it still scratches that itch for me
0: yeah i i am actually very glad that we ended up adopting that um that method um because i do think it broadens the range of the stuff that we do cover and it also allows me to kind of get more of a view into like the things that you will watch on your own and i think kind of vice versa where we can introduce each other to different things that we might have missed had we not Mm -hmm. um agreed to that and also it forces me at least to watch some films that i probably were like i'm never gonna watch this (laughs) texas chainsaw massacre and then 20 to be clear 2022
1: 2022
0: yes to be clear Uh, (laughs) but yeah that that has been very fun and kind of the evolution of the podcast over time has been a fun part of it as well in terms of just like seeing the growth in not just like us as people But in terms of like the stuff that we do, some of the topics that we cover, the structure, like I think anything that you do, like it doesn't have to be podcasting, but just anything that you work on for a long period of time, you do acquire skills for that thing and you do get better at that. And watching us progress over the past couple of years has been like a huge motivator, at least for me, um, to like listen back to our audio as I'm editing and think to myself, wow, we've gotten so much better at this than when we first started.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. And I also feel like there's a certain comfortability Mm -hmm. that I feel now that I didn't always feel before. It's weird because in a way, now I'm more aware that potentially people who worked on the movies that we talk about might listen. But at the same time, I feel very comfortable in the fact that I think I'm at a point now where I would be very comfortable still like because what it, all we're talking about, it's always been our opinions. Like, I, I feel like mm-hmm. we've always been very clear in the way we feel, whether somebody invites us to come watch a movie or not. I think we're still like we are both still very honest in the way that we feel about a movie, what we're going to say about a movie, what we liked, what we didn't like. And I, I but I just feel like over time, I've gotten much more comfortable in that. And the fact that even if someone were to say, hey, I heard your episode, blah, 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 I would still very be solid in what I said. Because Mm -hmm. I think especially now after watching and watching so much stuff with a constructive lens, I think the fact of the matter is I just know what I like and know what I don't like. But I also realize that that doesn't mean that anybody else has to feel that same way as me. And I like that... I think we've both gotten to a point now where we're very clear about this is how we feel, but I can mm. see from multitude of perspectives about yeah. this film. And I don't feel like I always was that way. I feel like I used to very much be like, this is bad because this is bad. Or like, this is good because I like these kinds of things. But at the same time, that's not going to be an across the board feeling. I feel like I've gotten much more comfortable in that feeling of, you might not agree with what I say and I get it, but Mm -hmm. this is why I like this. And this is why I don't like this because I am who I am. And I like what I like. And I feel like it's the same kind of a thing
0: for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't think at this point there's anything that I would say on the podcast about someone's work that I wouldn't say directly to them. Like I try and stay as honest as possible and, like you said, keep it to the point where it's like, hey, this is just a singular opinion. Yeah. And like, this is opinion at this point now grounded in, you know, watching several different things within one specific medium and like kind of adopting a uh, a taste or I guess acquiring a taste for certain things through that. I feel like it, even since day one, we've always attacked this um, podcast and these conversations from a place of love and just like loving the genre yeah. and understanding the amount of work and effort that goes into these things and knowing that it's just like hey you know you're gonna like some things you're gonna dislike some things but the one thing that we all collectively like is scary movies so like we Mm -hmm. come here to talk about them and you know not every scary movie is made equally and also people's preferences will change depending on what you grew up with what you like etc etc so it's one of those things where it's like we understand at this point that like, we are just two people talking about movies, but yeah, hopefully through these conversations, people are uh, able to think a little bit differently about something. Um, and then in that way can start a dialogue with even us of just like a back and forth about what do we enjoy? What do we not enjoy? Yeah. Like, what do we want to see more of? Like, I feel like the conversations that spark from these reviews are what are a lot of fun for me.
1: Yeah, same. I also really enjoy that is having conversations with people um, about films and, and seeing different perspectives, seeing different breakdowns and in their interpretations of things and whether they agreed or disagreed with us. I love having those conversations. Mm-hmm. I think those are so much fun because that's the thing is it's all subjective. And I feel like what. Stands and what is always going to stand is the love for horror movies, and I think across the board, just talking to people who are also have such a love for them, but have different perspectives, mm-hmm. and that and that's all it is. Because I I I truly and wholeheartedly feel that just because you love something or love someone does not mean that it does not deserve criticism. Does not mean that it's going to be a hundred percent right all the time. There's always flaws and things and flaws and people and I think that you can love a genre and still be like, but it's also kind of trash sometimes, yeah. right? And I feel like that's what I like about talking about horror films is you can love something so much and still be like, but that shit didn't hit like <laughs> it really didn't. And I like talking to people though about about those things and it's ex- and seeing their perspective especially when it's so different like if there's a movie that we didn't like and someone loved or vice versa because i do always think it's so interesting to hear exactly what it is about that thing that either did not sit right with a person or sat exactly how it was supposed to and i feel like horror is just one of those genres where it's like that happens a lot yeah it's so there's just so much within this genre that everybody, especially I think in the way that they grew up and the things that they watched growing up, it's like, it's just gonna be so different. And I love that mm-hmm. about about this genre is that even within one film, you could have a film where you're like, this movie was a 10 out of 10 for me, but that shit was trash. Like inside of this movie. <laughs> and I like that a lot. I don't know. I don't feel that way about a lot of other genres. Like, mm-hmm. Like I really... Like I said, the only other genre that I'm super, I don't know, passionate about is like romance. But <laughs> even with romance, I don't feel that strongly about anything. Like, I, I, I'll either like it or I won't like it, and that's all dependent on the chemistry mm-hmm. of the leads. But I, this is the only genre where I feel so specific about such minute things. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, I love that.
0: Okay, I like that. <laughs> um, all right, I've got another question for you, uh, okay. with it now, three years of doing a podcast, right? Obviously there are certain challenges that you're going to have to go through. I'm curious what you think one of your biggest challenges has been over these past three years and to also, uh, you know, brighten that up a little bit. What's something that you've done in the past three years that you're very proud of on the flip side? Okay.
1: Ooh, okay. Okay. I feel like my biggest challenge is me, myself, and I because I still to this day, to this day, (laughs) I have little things that I do that I'll hear my that I won't realize in the recording and I'll hear it back and it drives me nuts. But it's so hard when you're in a conversation with someone and you really do feel like you're just hanging out having a laugh blah, blah 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 and you don't think about how it's going to sound in the recording mm. or if it's going to be grading or just a lot and until you go to record it or, or you go to edit it mm. and you think ew <laughs> there's just certain things that i thought by now i would be better at as far as um Saying like or um a lot. Jesus. I drive myself crazy with that. the amount of those
0: that get cut out of every episode?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it drives me nuts. But it's I think once you just start to get into a conversation and things because I do feel like I'm usually very aware of it when we first start. And then when our conversation really gets into it, I that all just falls to the wayside. I'm not thinking really about the editing side of things anymore. Um so that kind of stuff still drives me crazy or even just a maniacal laugh. <laughs> on my end, um I've never noticed how quickly my laugh goes from 0 to 180%, but I notice it when I'm editing. It's stuff but also at the same time it's stuff like that that I am trying really hard to not be so hard on because right. I I think it's very easy to be hard on yourself about things that really don't mean much to other people, mm-hmm. but to you it's it's so blaringly obvious and so annoying, and maybe it is annoying to other people, but not as bad as I think it feels when we're listening back to ourselves.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like we, you're your worst judge and yeah, and and, and critic especially when you're doing something like podcasting where it's a lot of audio and it's a lot of listening to yourself Mm -hmm. for long periods of time. Um, It takes a lot of getting used to. Even three years into it, I agree. There are certain times where I'm just listening back to myself talking. I'm just like, oh my God, please stop. (laughs) But kind of agreed. I think that over time, it does get easier. Mm -hmm. And you also just loosen up on some of those things that you are very critical on yourself about because you know that it sounds kind of pretentious but it's like somebody out there cares and like i, I that may come across weird to some people but it's it, it was a comfort for me i think very early on like when we were first coming out the gate and you know we we're getting the initial reactions of people being like hey listen to your show and you know i enjoy it or like you guys are are fun and like i like mm-hmm. hanging out and listening to you guys And that is such a foreign concept to me still. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it's not. Um, But I do think that knowing that regardless of all the things that bother you, all the things that you you get in your head about, especially when you're like editing and all that stuff, the fact that somebody out there doesn't give a shit and is just enjoying listening to the thing that you produced, it feels really good. And it's a great motivator to just kind of get you out of your own head and think like
1: yeah
0: hey don't worry about all that stuff just worry about getting something else out for that person who is enjoying listening to you right and it's like it it, it 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 really simplifies things and it really kind of like brings it home in terms of like you don't have to put so much onto it as long as you're doing your best you know
1: Hmm. no agreed and I would say another thing that I noted that I thought I would be better at at this point is just concising my ideas. It's and so my thoughts. hard. it's so difficult, it's so oh, it's so hard. I love to talk but... <laughs> sentences may <be> my favorite <laughs> because also, though, i I feel like you would think after watching so many movies that you would be much more decisive or or you would know mm-hmm. you'd know exactly what it was you didn't like about the movie or exactly what you liked. And in some regards that's true. I but in a lot of times I I'll we'll get to the recording and I just think what the fuck am I about to say <laughs> right
0: now? Because well, sure, but we're also like we're unscripted too. <laughs> like that is that plays right. into it as well as like all of these recordings, like we don't script any of the podcasts. So it's like we really we we watch the movies, we do our research, and then we come together and we talk about it. But it's like there is a difference between like your initial thoughts. And those thoughts that you, you know, honed in and then wrote down on a piece of paper and you're presenting those those sound a lot different.
1: Right. And honestly, my notes have gotten much more concise than they used to be. I write much less notes than I used to. But strangely enough, I feel like my talking uh, (laughs) during the actual episode is less (laughs) concise than it maybe used to be. Um, But what I am proud of is i'm proud of some of the editing things that we've done we have a lot of episodes that i'm actually really proud of the way that it came out Mm -hmm. the things that we maybe added the little the little sound details that we did i have some of those that i'm really proud of and i they went from a concept to actually coming out the way that i would have wanted them to and i i yeah, I don't know. I'm really happy with that. Like things like the like the Killer Clowns. I rap, was literally or about even... to bring that up. I was
0: like, if you haven't listened to the Killer Clowns <laughs> rap, um, ten out of ten, you were missing out.
1: But like stuff like that, or even like the Pearl synopsis, mm-hmm. and those little things that I don't think I would have imagined us being able to do when we started. Like I, that's something I would have never attempted when we first started, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't. I feel like. As time goes on, we both have those moments where we think, I'm going to try this thing. And just if it doesn't see. work, it doesn't work. You know, you can let me know. If it doesn't work, if if it's weird, then we'll take it out. But I just want to try this thing. Mm-hmm. And nine out of ten times, we like it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've only had a few times where we thought, okay, that's, that's kind of trash. But <laughs> it, that is so rare. I feel like it actually ends up working out really well.
0: I absolutely agree with that. Uh, you, even just the journey of getting more tech-savvy, over the past three years has been great. Like there's still so much in regards to the world of like audio editing and like mastering and mixing that needs to be learned. But the comfortability that I feel now after just doing it so consistently, it feels like such a breath of fresh air. Like I feel Mm -hmm. a lot more free, especially when we're working and editing these episodes because like now I just feel like it allows us to do more where those things like you said that we wouldn't have even attempted to do now we'll at least try it and yeah like I Mm -hmm. said we'll trash it if it doesn't work but like if it does work then hey we have something unique we have something different and like we weren't afraid to fail for a second and I think that there's a lot of beauty in that and some of our best moments have come from that so I think that that is a very exciting move forward for us Um, yeah I also think like on the, on the train of like things that are proud of, it's kind of in line with what I was saying before, but just the community in general, um, we have what I can now confidently call a community, which I think mm-hmm. is really awesome. And like, it's not the biggest community out there, but there's still enough of you guys who listen to these religiously, who hang out with us on stream, who hang out in the discord and whatnot. We're like, we're getting to a point where what started as just the two of us on mics has kind of evolved into a group of people who can all come together and enjoy something collectively. And that is a yeah. beautiful thing to me. I absolutely love that.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. I love it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's super cool. I, I don't know. It's just so wild to think that you have these people that you can talk to about all these things that you're interested in. And at the same time, you've never met them. Not really, but you know them mm-hmm. like in a certain regard, and so I don't know. It's just crazy, but it is really cool. I really loved, especially now that we have Discord and things like that. I think that's been really cool. Discord is another thing. Like I've never, <laughs> never all my life would I would have been, what I would have had a Discord, been in Discord, been popping into people's Discords. Mm-hmm. But it's just another thing that. Is cool. I feel like helps to kind of connect you in a way that you might have been connected before and to chat about things that everybody's really excited about and wants to talk about. And yeah, I don't know. It's just so many things that I don't know. I'm not a tech savvy person. Um, Mm. I'm still not. There's a lot of things that I still have to outsource (laughs) through Anthony or through you. Where if it comes down to just me having to figure it out, I do sort of panic. I mean, there's so much. There's like YouTube videos and all these things that you can walk through. But it feels like a lot yeah, to undertake. It's a lot. It is.
0: <laughs> it is. It's definitely a lot.
1: Yeah. But so there's a lot of stuff that I just never would have done because it just felt out of my
0: wheelhouse. Mm-hmm.
1: And But
0: look at you now.
1: <laughs> look at me now. Look at me. A little technophile. <laughs> can Love you it. believe it? <laughs> But actually, speaking of Twitch, Mm -hmm. kind of.
0: Sort of. She said. In a way.
1: In a way, Discord and Twitch intertwined. I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. what is a game that you would love to see adapted into either a movie or a TV show? This can be any of the games that we played. Okay. This can be a game that you played on your own.
0: Okay.
1: Um, It doesn't even have to really be a horror game. It could just be a game that you're like, oh, I'd love to see them adapt this because you're much better at me. First of all, point blank, period. You're much better at me than keeping up on new releases (laughs) on like things as they come out. You'll watch them. We'll talk about them together before they come out. And then as soon as they come out, it's silent. It's crickets for me because I haven't (laughs) seen any of them. And it's a lot of you pushing me to see them. That actually gets me to do so. But, you're way better. So I know like a lot of the the video game adaptations that have come out in the last few years. You've seen them. Mm-hmm. You've watched them. You've told me your thoughts. I am outside um, of
0: this a gamer when I'm not talking about scary yes. movies. Yes,
1: yes. But you keep you keep way more up on that than I do. And you've told me what you think is a good one and what you think is a bad one. I feel like we've gotten a lot of bad ones. Mm-hmm.
0: But we've had a few gems we've had a in couple. there. Yeah, that's true. We've
1: had a few gems in there. But I'm just interested to hear from you what's a game that you think would do very well if it was adapted. And do you think it would do better as a movie or as a TV show?
0: Oof. Okay. Um it's going to be too hard to whittle it down, so I'll give, like, maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, I think right off the cuff, which is a, a bit of an easy one, just because we spent so much time with it, is the Dark Picture Anthology. Yeah. Um, now, although most of those games play out it's very similar to movies or, like, long-form TV shows, um, they also, in that way, would work really well to just transitioning into live action um yeah. depending on how you do them i think there is a world where we could potentially get a really good dark picture anthologies like tv series that would be really good but um that's one off the top of my head um another one i'd love to see is perhaps a left for dead adaption mostly because for long time listeners i am a zombie head still to this day i live by the zombies and that is another franchise which it in it integrates movies and like movie storytelling into it already. So I don't think yeah. it'd be too much of a stretch to see those maneuvered into live action, especially with stuff like twisted metal and whatnot getting live ada- live action adaptions yeah. now. I think we could I think we could do a Left for Dead. Um but the last one, which I don't know, I don't really know if this one would work, but I would love to see the attempt. I would love to see either a Little Nightmares TV show or movie.
1: Yes. Okay. Little Nightmares was going to be my choice because I would love to see like stop motion Coraline style Mm -hmm. Little Nightmares movie.
0: It could be kind of cool. It could be really cool. And those games are so creative in their storytelling already that I think there is a wealth of things that you could play with on like an actual screen.
1: Yeah, I think that would be great. The Visually, it's already so stunning. Mm-hmm. It has such a good soundtrack. And I think that there's a lot of background story that you could really dive into True. Here, Which is where I think the TV show would come in if you really wanted to be like, all right, we're going to get into the story. If you wanted to just dabble in the story but still mainly focus on the main events, I think it easily could be a movie. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to go a stop-motion mo- route. I don't think you need to like make it crazy long but yeah dude i would love to see little nightmares um get adapted another one that's a little bit of a as of um a dark horse a little bit of a wild card mm-hmm. i'm picturing a pg lunch lady movie
0: oh okay
1: <laughs> in the same vein of like goosebumps-esque mm-hmm. like little kid kind of a horror film. But that is about the lunch lady, almost in the same vein of cartoon. Cause you could do almost like, um, monster house. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but like that sort of a storyline, but put it on the lunch lady, but you could also do live action lunch lady and just have it be very kind of silly kids story. And cause I just feel like the lunch lady is such an easy villain to not be too scary. Right. It's like kind of stupid. Like yeah. it's kind of silly. And, but it's fun. Like, it's still fun. I, I feel like and it you could make to,
0: for a good Disney original movie, maybe.
1: <laughs> Disney? <laughs> what? Disney's not ready for this?
0: <laughs> no, they can't handle it.
1: I, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I feel like I could see them getting, like, El oh, scosh dark like the witches uh, like you yeah, know how yeah. like the witches is kind of like scary and creepy and dark but it's still for kids even though it feels like it shouldn't be for kids mm-hmm. i want to see like that kind of lunch lady where she's kind of crazy and you're almost like oh she might skin me
0: and eat me for lunch
1: but then at the same time you're like oh but this is for kids true
0: <laughs> she just bonks them and puts them in there in the in the refrigerator <laughs> until you find them later <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, you find them and they're like dripping, <laughs> <laughs> dripping blood into a bucket. That's when you're and you think, ah, because the lunch lady is a creepy looking for anybody who hasn't played that game. It's actually very fun. Yeah, I, it's a little indie game, it's but a it's a good time. It's a small indie game. It's I like definitely play with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. It's silly, but it's fun. And I honestly could see them. Turning that into something, at least. I don't know. I think it will be cute. Oh, also, though, uh, forewarned, I would love to see, because I feel like we haven't, the mummy. A mummy. Is, we need a good mummy. We haven't had a good one. We haven't had a good, I'm in a tomb, and I'm um, some shenanigans are happening movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're not just a, we have, but not a successful or well-done one. I feel like they've got some great, like, ideas and forewarned that could easily just be spread out and put into a full-length film without it having to necessarily be like Universal Pictures the mummy like mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be <laughs> that specific thing um I yeah I think that would be cool too I,
0: I agree yeah we are we are long overdue for a solid mummy movie um, yeah so we'll see maybe after the strike we can uh get to work on yeah. on, on one of but those I'm,
1: if I see any of those about to be adapted, like uh, put it on the paper. <laughs> this was recorded on August ninth, twenty twenty three. If anything gets announced after this,
0: we know where it came from.
1: Go ahead and cut us a residual check. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> um, okay, I got one last question for you. Um, okay. This one is going to be: if you could go back and give yourself any advice before starting this uh, podcast, what would what would you tell? Erica, three years ago.
1: Ooh, I feel like. Oh, that's hard. That's a hard one.
0: Hard hitting questions only. That's what we okay. do. Okay.
1: Okay. Dang. Okay. Not the therapy session.
0: <laughs> During
1: the podcast, what would I tell my? Do you know what you would tell yourself?
0: Um, kinda. Yeah. I I think I would say something along the lines of a long winded have more fun truly, because I I think that one of the best parts about this is like the amount of fun that we've had to or that we've gotten to have over the past three Mm. years. Um, We've had some very fun moments, both on the podcast on stream, just between the two of us. And like, I think there were definitely a lot of times along the way or a lot of that was eclipsed by perhaps the stress or the pressure of trying to do things right, or just trying to be like the best version of whatever I perceived myself needing to be. I think that a lot of times that was just a hindrance that didn't need to be there. And a lot Mm -hmm. of the best stuff that we've gotten out of this has been just from the pure enjoyment and the pure fun of just letting go and just enjoying the process. And knowing that, you know, along the way, you're going to fail a little bit. It is what it is. But like what people will appreciate and see is you getting up after that and what you do post those failures and like what you do
1: yeah.
0: um, after you've done that thing that didn't work. And like, I think that through trial and error, we've gotten good at what we do here now. And I think that that's something that we would hit at any point, regardless, but I definitely think being your, your own worst critic is such a big, like, wall that you have to eventually break through. And I think it took a yeah. long time to get there. Um, and there's don't get me wrong, there are still some rubble there that I'm getting through. But I think like the confidence level and the ease and the enjoyment that I get out of this mm-hmm. was something that was built with time. And I think a lot of the pressures that were stopping me from getting there were very much self-imposed. So I would tell my three-year-ago self to chill out a little bit more, have some more fun, try some more things, and just see what works.
1: Yeah, I guess I'd be pretty similar. I feel like I tell myself just not to stress about so much. But it's hard because I do feel like I wasn't wasn't stressing about things that were not necessary. I feel like I was stressing about the right things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I always felt so I remember I would feel so like anxious right after we would upload an episode because I was always just thinking of how it could have been better or if it sounded okay or what have you. And so I think that first I wish I would have enjoyed that first like, I wouldn't even say the first because I feel like that first batch of episodes that we were released, I was chilling. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so much fun, which it it's, was. And then I and then I think that the next round of episodes, I felt a little bit more. Like that
0: grind kind of like those yeah. episodes.
1: Yeah. And I wish I would have enjoyed like that second month
0: mm-hmm.
1: a little bit more. Not been so stressed out about it. Um, but at the same time. I don't feel like I feel like I always just had fun. And I feel and I think that if there was anything that I could have told myself, it would be just to keep enjoying it, which I do. So I don't even know if that would have been advice. It would have just been like, yeah, hey, you're gonna keep enjoying it. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't know, maybe just to like be a little braver, maybe just like dream a little bit bigger, because I, I do think for a long time I very much was thinking that it was going to be that like how it was going to be and that I I think I was very much thinking of myself as like oh you don't have these skills so you can't do this thing or like oh you don't know how to do that so it's just going to have to be this way or what have you and I wish that I would have had more confidence back then to be trying new things and like you know what or just be looking things up and being like okay how can you do this sound edit like how can you make this sound clip sound better i wish that that was stuff that i would have been more invested in earlier on Mm -hmm. um so that maybe now i could be even further but i mean we figured it out (laughs) eventually and we got there and and we did what what needed to be done in the time that it was done but i do think there was a while there where i feel like i was a little bit too content with just like the way that things were Mm -hmm. and the skills that i had Mm -hmm. and i just was like yep (laughs) that this is the style this is the way i'm gonna edit things and like there we go um and i definitely feel like you pushing for better kind of made me want to do better. But I wish that I would have, like, wanted that sooner, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tracking
0: with you. Um, but we've come we've come very far. And I'm very proud of both of us. And I know I said that was the last question, but this is just like a follow-up to <laughs> I that <lied>. question. I <laughs> lied. Um, I, I guess in that same way where it's like, give us advice. If there's anybody listening right now that's like, wants to pursue something within this genre or whether Mm -hmm. it's podcasting or just something in horror in general. Do you have any advice for the people, the homies out there?
1: I mean, my only advice would be to only do it if you love it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the only literally the only thing that I could say is because don't do it. The love for it is what's going to make it feel worthwhile. Mm -hmm. You can't account that anything else is going to happen from it, that you're going to get anything from it or that you're going to get the feedback that you'd like from it. But if it just makes you feel good, then yeah, you should do that. Like, I I feel like if if you can look at yourself and say, if I post this and I only get one comment that says, great job, that that's enough for me, then you should do it. But if that's not going to be enough for you, then it will feel tedious Mm -hmm. if you're trying to do it for more than that. But if it's just something that makes you happy and you enjoy doing it and you know that you're going to look forward to doing it, then, yeah, there's really nothing that's stopping you from doing that. There shouldn't be anything stopping you from being from doing that, Um, because that's all you can really be guaranteed is just that it'll make you that you like it. That Mm -hmm. that's something that you know from within yourself. There is no way that you can predict how people will react to things. That is like totally unpredictable. That is totally out of your hands. The only thing you can account for is yourself. So if you feel good about it, do it. Mm -hmm. But if you're worried about or more invested in the result from it, it might, it's going to be hard. Like it's going to be really hard, which is not to say that you can't do it, but there's got to be, I think, I think for me there has to be more than that. It has to be something else that's keeping you going because mm. you just never know, so if if you're just wanting to do something in horror because you love it, you want to talk about it, you want to enjoy it, you want to you 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 want to be part of the c- community and you want to participate in that, I say do it, like go for it, invest in it because it is an investment <laughs>
0: like mm-hmm. yeah
1: that is something that it it is an investment it's not it's it's that is something that you have to take into account but if that's okay with you then i will say it's totally worth it like i think it's totally worth it and Mm -hmm. continues to be worth it but your reasoning behind it is just what's important i think
0: i agree very very well said um i think I think I will slightly tail end that too with um, don't be afraid to join a community or like Mm -hmm. reach out to people that you are perhaps um, think are out of your wheelhouse to talk to. Cause I think you'd be surprised that um, people can be, and often are more receptive than what we think. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, as long as you come with good intentions and just really want to, Uh, you know, chat about something or just become a part of a group that has a similar interest as you, um, don't be afraid to do that. Like, not everybody needs to be, like, a podcaster and or, like, content creator or et cetera, et cetera. But, like, if this is a genre that you love and, like, if you have things that you're passionate about that you want to become more involved in, like, get involved in the community. Um, It's something that I think I heard growing up so often but always would just, like, you know, in one ear, out the other. But I think it's important. And like, I think it will do more good for you than you originally might think. Um, Mm -hmm. Just surrounding yourself with like-minded people, it can be a beautiful thing. Um, So don't deprive yourself of that. Um, If you're, you know, out of like fear or something like that, because it's not worth it. The the connections and stuff that you make, way more, way more potent, way better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's so worth it for the connections. And like, like I said, everybody who is in this community loves it so much which can be a can can go wrong there are some people who love it so much that they get a little gatekeeping mm-hmm. but most like i have had such great experiences in this community and everyone's just so excited to talk about horror and to talk to other people who love horror and so that i will say that was So, like, heartening when we started was making those connections of other people who were kind of in the same boat as us and who we've come up with and had these conversations and shared these connections with. It was so much fun. And I don't think you should discredit yourself because, yeah, obviously, there are people who have been in it longer or have more experience or maybe have bigger audiences than you. But that doesn't mean that you have less to say or that what you say is not as important or not as engaging or not as insightful because you're starting later doesn't necessarily mean that you're starting less than you still have important things to say. Was that good? (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop. (laughs) Um, You still have important things to say. And and you still can make really important connections and so i don't think you should ever count yourself out just because you feel like you're not in the same wheelhouse as somebody else like because you never know how they're they're going to invite you in or how they might react and you might be severing that tie before you even get a chance to make it so that's something I think that we also work on have to work on is like reaching out to people and being comfortable with forming connections oh, yeah. these, because these are all things that hard. we're also
0: still working on yeah. too. Like
1: it's it's hard. It, it's nerve-wracking. It's kind of scary, but I do think that you shouldn't count yourself out just because you feel like you maybe aren't on the same level or don't deserve to talk to someone like you're probably the main person who's thinking that. So true. maybe just to go for it go for it i'm saying this to us also homies go for it go for it, <laughs> go for it. Uh, it's fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all right i mean i don't know about you but i feel like i after this hour and some change know you a little bit better erica i feel like i really yeah. got into like dig in there and find out a you? thing or two. Oh
1: wow what are your never mind <laughs> Yeah, same, same. <laughs>
0: oh, that was I was going to be like, what are there. your big
1: three? <laughs> because I just found mine out. So I was going to ask yours. Do you know yours?
0: Uh, I can't say. That's why. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not sure.
1: I just thought it was I downloaded this app to find out my big three for like, uh, what the fuck is that stuff called? Star signs. Mm-hmm. But there's a name for it.
0: Oh, your your charts or whatever or
1: Yeah, but like for people that are into it, they're astrologists.
0: Astrol Yeah, yeah, yeah. Astrology.
1: Yes. Astrology. <laughs> so um I downloaded this app and it tells you you're big three and you can connect to friends. Oh and wow. it was just funny because I got this message from the app that was basically like oh, this person doesn't like you very much today. Maybe send them a funny picture. And it <laughs> actually was reading me from felt because our star signs weren't like adding up on that particular day. But I was hanging out with that person when I got that message. Oh, and no. they were basically like, this person doesn't like you very much today. And I was like, <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> not the stars pre- getting political.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, not the stars. <laughs> not the stars telling me I smell bad and my friends don't like me, but I just thought it was funny. So, yeah. yeah nah,
0: we don't uh, at least I don't <laughs> venture too far into those stars because i just don't care
1: <laughs> well don't because the stars will have you feeling bad about yourself and questioning your personal relationships but <laughs> um other than that yeah we got to know each other a little bit better our feelings on the podcast and where we've gotten so far and we hope that you homies also got to see a little bit of our insight uh see what gives us the yuck and also see what we have felt about this journey mm-hmm. so far um, like I said, this is your second friendly reminder. If you are listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, we are streaming on Twitch, 12 hour stream. We will be hanging out and playing lots of games, doing giveaways, having some chuckles, some laughs, some screams. And we would really, really, really love to see um you homies come through. And even if it's just to say hello, to say what's up, mm-hmm. to say that you listened to the episode and you were just passing through. um, Yeah, we would we would love to see you. So if you are able to, like I said, we will be on from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. PST or from noon to midnight mountain time.
0: Yeah. And also like. Again, we asked each other a couple questions here, but if you had questions for us that you would love oh, to hear yeah. our answer, um, today is a great day to do that. If you're listening to this on Monday, uh, so yeah, come through the, to the stream, drop a question in there. Um, we are very active with our chat and all, and our homies in the community. So like, we'll see you in there.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: maybe we'll, we'll answer, maybe we won't. Depends on if we're getting like murdered on in game or not. So like, yeah, timing is important, but we got you. <laughs>
1: That's true. Please do not take offense if you come in and we're mid screaming and we (laughs) do not and we're not able to say hello right in that moment. So, so sorry. (laughs) We will come back to you. uh, But. It's hard. It's hard to, like I said, when I'm running into that wall, I can't see nothing. I cannot see anything. <laughs> it stressful. Um, but yeah, please come through. Love to see you. Say hello. Say hello to us and say hello to the other homies. You can also say hello to us on our social media. We are Homies of Horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries or like we've been discussing slip into the discord come hang out say hello chit chat with us We're in the discord all the time talking about all things horror plus other homies are in there as well talking about horror as well so if you'd like to come through and say what's up the link for that is also in our social media bios and last but never least if you are so inclined we would very much appreciate it if you leave us a rating or a review you can do both on apple podcasts the more we get the better recommends our show to more listeners and we just like to hear what you're thinking of the show so if you have an apple account and haven't done so we'd love for you to over on spotify you can leave us a rating by just clicking the stars underneath our name but thank you homies for hanging out with us today on what's up homies three season of the uh we've had such a great time checking in catching up and we will be seeing you all next time for some more spooky content about what We don't don't know know. yet. We'll
0: figure it out, though.
1: (laughs) But we'll be back with something next Monday. Catch you
0: next time, homies.
1: Bye.